welcome to Not Everything Sucks with Andrew. Um, I am really excited about this week's episode uh, because we have a good friend of mine, Natalie Steiner, hanging out with us, and we're gonna cook some uh, some fun stuff. So uh, let's have some fun. Natalie, tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Natalie. Um, surprise. <laughs> I am a Jewish student life coordinator for Hillel San Antonio. Okay. So what that means is I make sure Jewish life is there for Jewish students at all seven campuses in San Antonio, no matter how they relate to Judaism. Um, so it, so what is Hillel? Hillel? Yes. So Hillel is actually an international organization. Okay. Um, we don't. We are Jewish, but we don't um, define ourselves as Orthodox, Reform, um, Conservative. We do it all. Okay. Um, again, we want to relate to to students where they're at in their relationship with Judaism, right? So, so that's that's what we do. Awesome. Program around that. Well, that works out really well because tonight we're talking about religion, <laughs> which is a great, great topic. Before we get too far into that, um, we're going to be making um, kosher, kosher is the key, mango and avocado salsa, which I did not know you could mix mango or avocados together, but apparently that's a thing that can be done. Um, so we're going to do it. Um, so, first things first, we're going to go through the ingredients that we have here. We have four um, smaller avocados, because the larger ones um, didn't look all that great at the store. Um, we have a mango, uh, red, <laughs> please see our mango, it is beautiful. Um, we have a tomato, um, presentation skills are on point. We have a red onion some salt and some lime or lemon juice, depending on what you like, and some chips to, to help us make this. So as we, uh, if you could hand me those avocados, um, we'll start to cut these guys. Have you ever cut an avocado? I have. Okay. That doesn't mean I've done it well. Well, that is okay because here, um, not everything sucks, even if our avocado cutting skills do. <laughs> um, so, Here's an avocado, and as we are safely uh, cutting avocados, um, this is a really big knife, whatever, um, tell me a little bit about, you said you your job in, we gotta put that back down, your <laughs> job at, a, at Hillel is to go to campuses and find ways that students relate to Judaism. Right. How do students relate to Judaism? So not every student relates the same. In fact, I would argue that no student relates the same. Okay. Right? Um, Makes your job super easy. <laughs> <laughs> so what I, my job, um, with the help of my students, is to use enga different engagement strategies to, to, to reach students where they're at okay. and, where, and how they relate to Judaism. That can be okay. through community and literally just, you know, hanging out with other Jewish Students, it could be learning about Torah. It could be, it could be anything. Um, what is Torah? So Torah, for for Jews, um, just to relate it best, it would be the first five books of the Bible. Okay, so Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Perfect. Wow. 
I am plus. basically a biblical scholar. No, I'm not at all. Um, <laughs> so tell me in some examples in which you've helped relate Judaism to students on campus. So it's a hard question. Let's see. I think one th- one thing that we do that I, I, I really enjoy is building a sukkah on campus. What is a sukkah? So Sukkot, okay. which is, um, it's like the festival of harvest for us. Okay. Um, we build a, a dwelling. Okay. And we do it in the center of campus on UTSA's campus and on Trinity's campus. And I think it's something really cool that students can come together and build themselves and kind of show off their Judaism on campus and people different students can come and you know learn about learn about what that is okay um talk to me a little bit about how your religion you and your religion interacts with other people and their religion whether that be christianity um the 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 religion of islam the the religion of, of hinduism whatever that might be how do you those interact what's the chemical reaction there um to answer your question the question i think you're asking okay so a lot of our religions are of abrahamic faiths right so yes. for islam christianity and judaism we all started with abraham and, and branched off it at different points right okay um as far as relationship goes mm-hmm. i want you to ask me more questions Okay. I can get a better answer for you. Awesome. Okay, so what we've done so far is, if you if you haven't noticed, I have been just trying so hard to wow. not cut my fingers off really good job. with this giant knife, which scares me to death. Um, so what we're going to do with these avocados, which we cut them in half, we're going to dice them in rather larger chunks. So instead of dicing them in kind of like... Yeah. Tiny, like, centimeter squares are going to go about an inch size. So if you'd like to do this, the easiest way is to turn the avocado over and uh, just cut it down the middle. Since these are smaller avocados, you really only have to do it down the middle. And then kind of go maybe four cuts um, along the body of the avocado. And then you skin them. And skinning them is pretty easy. The skin should come relatively off pretty easily. Um, But as we we talk through... um, our, our conversation together, um, don't feel, you know, don't feel like you have to cut them all or anything. Um, what, what role in society does religion play? So I think religion can play a different role to different people into different communities, right? Okay. Um, but I do find that there's some general statements that do hold true sure. um, to most people. And that's, you know, understanding the complexity of the world Okay. I think as humans, we wonder and question about different things of the world and its complexity, and I think religion helps us understand that, okay. or it answers that for some people. So it's almost like, why am I here? Religion creates a tool that helps kind of understand those existential questions. Right, right, okay. exactly. And, and, and I think that's true. I think a lot of people find solace in answering those rather large questions by turning to religion and saying, well, these ideas seem consistent with my values. Mm-hmm, exactly. What are some other ways that, that we find society, in society religion having a role? 
I think it also, it can give people a purpose for life. Sure. Um, if people are looking for purpose, I think it can provide a moral framework, um, an ethic framework. Sure. Not meaning that you have to have religion, religion to have um, ethical value or to have morals, but I think some people find it there or help strengthen that there. Um, and so, I, and, and not to interrupt you, um, but Beyonce had the greatest album of all time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the that idea that you have to have religion in order to have ethics is an idea that a lot of people do hold dear. Um, where religion is where you get ethics and morals. And do you think that that's a fair argument? I do not. Um, okay. What why what brings you to that conclusion? I think, well, one of my experiences, I, I know people that aren't religious, that I, I think they have a moral compass, and I think that they're good people. Okay. I don't think that they need religion to justify that or um, to, to guide them through that. Okay. Like in, maybe it's in their gut. Sure. You know, it's, it's how they find it. I, I can't speak for them on that. Sure. What other ways do we uh, see a role of religion taking place in society? Um, I think for me, what my biggest thing that religion does is create community, okay. um, which is really important. People that have similar beliefs, practices, customs, rituals, mm -hmm. um, I think religion is that glue that really binds them together. Where do you see religion going wrong? Because, it, because religion can go wrong, right? There, there are extremists in this world, and oftentimes extremist views are rooted in some point in time from religion where and when and why does that happen why do you think what what brings us there right um i think what brings us to to an extreme is when you're always around and hang out with people that are just like you and have the same beliefs as you okay um in judaism we're taught to ask questions and i think the the best way to, to fight intolerance and hate mm -hmm. is to educate yourself and to experience different different people, different religions, and that, that's sure. what we're talking about, sure. um, different things. Do you think that experiencing different religions, it, let's, let's say I am a member of religion XYZ, and I'm a big fan of religion XYZ. Um, and I know that if I dabble in other religions, my XYZ God um, may not be too fond of that, and that might be a temptation for me. How do, you, how do you relate, or how do you reach and learn from people, or how do you learn as that kind of person who is saying, I'm not, I don't want to kind of, you know, upset my XYZ God. Right. I mean, I would hope that your XYZ God say, <laughs> wouldn't think that just because you're learning about something, you're automatically going to, you know, turn your faith on what you believe in. Interesting. Right? Interesting. And the only reason I think people hate or, or there's intolerance is because they don't know about something. And so once you have that education and once you experience that, you become less afraid because you're really only afraid of what you don't know, right? How does education 
bolster religion? Well, I can tell you from a Jewish standpoint, Mm education is really important, right? Sure. We look at Judaism as a study, and so we're always supposed to be learning more and more about our, our relationship to Judaism and what that means to us, and, you know, it could change. Um, as far as educating on, on, you know, different types of people, I think that's, that's great. I don't, I don't really know where to go from there. What, um, so we, we, we stated before we have quite a few religions, especially in America, we have three Abrahamic religions, meaning a guy named Abraham, really, really, really old guy, there goes the avocado, really, really old guy back (laughs) in the day, um, uh, started a family that started a movement that cascaded to three large religions that we that we see present in America and they're, they're making right. um, Which one is the right one? Because I think <laughs> I think a lot of religions are saying um, this way is the only way. Uh, if you don't go this way, you as a human. Um, the consequences are not fun. Which religion is the right religion? Right. Well, not a small question. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, um, this is my like my personal standpoint. Okay. I I don't think that there's any place for someone to tell you, well, my religion is my religion is right and your religion is right wrong. Sure. Um. You know, Judaism is right for me, but that doesn't mean Judaism is right for you. Okay. Who am I to say what your truth is? Interesting. That that's your relationship with God or or whomever. Okay. Right. So I don't think there's a right religion, but there can be a right religion for you as a person. If there is, let let's let's take a let's take a journey. Let's say there is a God, and this God is benevolent in some, in some kind of capacity. Perhaps justice is incorporated, perhaps mercy, right, wrong, etc. But there's a benevolent component to God. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we reconcile with really um, sucky stuff that happens in our right. world? So the problem we... The problem of evil. The problem of evil. Um, so the best way I can I can talk about that mm-hmm. is I don't really think any of us can define evil. How can we define evil? So I use an analogy. Okay. So I'm picturing a curtain. It's a closed curtain, but you can only see a, a little sliver of what's behind it. Okay. That sliver is the ugliest sliver you've ever seen. Maroon and gold. Texas State, we'll say. (laughs) Go runners. Yes, not a fan of Texas State in any way, shape, or form. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then then you open that curtain, and Uh it's the most beautiful picture you've ever seen. Sure. Um, And so we can't, we don't know what the big picture is. So something really bad can happen or what what me, we may perceive as evil, mm. but we don't know what the big picture is, so how can we define it as such? So what about things that are hap- things that happen that are less preferred? So um, someone <laughs> as trivial maybe as someone steals my phone and it negatively affects affects my life. 
um, that phone stolen. This, this is a little, this is a little elementary, right? But someone steals my phone. This negatively affects my life. If God were real, how could he ever let this happen? What is that? Well, I mean, I think you, you keep exploring, um, you know, whatever that occurrence, whether it be you, someone stealing your phone or, you know, whatever it might be, sure. the domino effect of that, something mm-hmm. really good can happen. But we don't know that. We don't know the big picture yet until it's there. Um, who is God? Who is God? So, I think, I, and, and to give some context, I think most people th- may think that God is a man or being that sits in a higher place than us, kind of orchestrating life. Right. Is that God to you? Not necessarily. Um, in Judaism, we actually, while we do, we do talk about God, it's not really something that we focus on. It's really a, more of a personal relationship that you have okay. with whatever power that might be, right? Or with God. So it's not all about God. It's about the interconnectivity between you and God. It's right. that relationship that, that's the and, focus. And that interconnectivity to me is your relationship with people and the deeds that you do. The deeds are, are mitzvot, which we say in, in Judaism uh-huh. and in Hebrew, um, that you do on earth. Like, that's what we focus on um, while we're here in this life. Um, how can we communicate with God? I, for me, and, you know, I don't want to speak for all, all Jews out there, just be- <laughs> That was real risky. <laughs> if you're listening on the podcast, I just slammed a giant knife into this red onion because I finished dicing the avocados, um, and I could have just chopped my hand right off. Um, Natalie, how do we communicate with God? Um, so for me... Our relationship with God is like our relationship with people. If we're Fitzel Melchim, if we're all images of God, mm. the way the way you treat other people is the way you're treating your relationship with God, right? Mm. Um, and so I think that speaks a lot um, to us is how you treat other people and what you do while you're here. So it's so it's the relationship we have with other people that is a telltale indicator. Of the relationship we have with God, or is that the relationship we have with God? I think that's what it is for me. Okay. And I don't want to speak for all Jews because that's like that's my personal sure. belief. Um, but that's really what it is for me because I I I live my Judaism really through community, and mm. so my relationship with other people I think speaks about my my relationship with God. <clears throat> what is the difference between spirituality and religion well religion is something organized right and okay. something um, there's a belief system there sure right spirituality I don't think you have to subscribe to any religion or you know have any belief but it's something that you feel and maybe uplifts you mm-hmm. um, what do you think Spirituality is true. Uh, you're the first person who's ever turned a question back on me. <laughs> I'm very unprepared, as I have 
done a terrible job of dicing this uh, red onion. If you would like to also try, Natalie, I got you. you may be better at this than I ever can be because <laughs> as opposed to popular belief, I'm a terrible cook. Um, Andrew, why did you do a podcast where you cook? I don't know. Spirituality to me versus religion. Um, religion is, can be the manifestation of spirituality. It can be the framework of spirituality. Um, but it also can exist in the absence of spirituality. And I think that's, that's very dangerous, right? What spirituality is to me is a relationship with something bigger than ourselves, which fulfills and feeds our soul. I agree with that. So whatever you just said, that was my answer. <laughs> and whatever you just cut was how I did it. <laughs> um, what, what would you tell someone who is evangelizing to you that's saying they are the right way? If you do not go to their way, then you end up in hell. What, what do you say to that person? What have you said to a person like that? So... When I was younger, like this is a very common thing. I'm sure you can ask any Jew that grew up in the South, especially. Sure. Um, that's like that's a that's a comment that we get a lot. And when I was younger, it was really hard on me. Mm. Um, right. I w- I wouldn't say anything to someone's face. I wouldn't you know tell them that they're wrong. I wouldn't argue with them. But I would go home and question myself and, and my belief. Okay. Um, as I as I got older, you know. I really, when someone says that, I really just ignore it. I mean, I think it's really important to be proud to be who you are, and I'm certainly proud to be Jewish, and I don't think, I I believe in my truth and what, you know, Judaism is the right religion for me. Okay. And so, as long as I believe that, I don't need to get, be qualified by anybody else. Um, you said you would go home and question, and you earlier said that... Questioning is an integral part of Judaism. Right. Can you tell me how those moments where you go home and question, were they positive moments, negative moments, did they turn into positive moments, etc.? Um, I think it I think it was really important important for me to do. Um, so I grew up, my mom actually converted to Judaism. Okay. She grew up Catholic, she grew up in the Philippines, went to nun school. Um, <laughs> obviously I'm here, so it didn't work out. <laughs> but <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> but, you know, I, I questioned was, you know, was Judaism really the right the right path that you know we chose and all of that. And the more I grew up in Judaism use a spoon. <clears throat> I'm using the spoon to scoop out the mango. <laughs> um you know it it was really fitting for me in that community that I had that was really fitting for me. So I think it was good that I questioned it. You know, you're always supposed to ask questions in Judaism. It's okay to do that. We're taught to do that. Um, and yeah, what was the question? It, it, it was, was that moment of questioning your religion a negative moment or was it a positive moment? It wasn't so much questioning my religion, but it was... Um, more of questioning, like, is, 
that how I want to present myself to the world? Oh, interesting. Um, just because I, it was like it was a fear that people weren't going to accept me. Um, but in the end, you know. Do you as think as long as the fear of not being accepted is a very powerful fear? Um, how does religion? help alleviate that fear or perpetuate it? Hmm. I think it could do both. Okay. So, to perpetuate it, I think there's some... When some people... When people see black and white in a religion... Okay. I think that, you know, it can cause people to feel like, oh, I don't need A, B, and C. Yeah. I'm not cut out for this or people aren't people in this religion aren't going to like I'm not going to be the perfect Jew yeah because I'm not following X Y and Z mm. I'm sorry A B and Z yeah <laughs> <laughs> X Y and Z is our religion <laughs> <laughs> but um I do find that through my Jewish community I found acceptance um through getting to know other, other Jewish people like me um, that had similar beliefs and you know similar customs. Mm-hmm. And I think that really helped me shape, like when I found that community, I really think that helped me shape and find who I was. Um, Christians have Jesus, who is a human example or mm-hmm. a human pinnacle figure. Um, the, the, the religion of Islam has the prophet Muhammad, which... Um, in some ways is kind of a, a equivalent pinnacle human that is easily yeah. relatable to um, as opposed to uh, omni, omnis, omnipotent <laughs> omnipresent God who is hard to think about mm-hmm. um, does the Jewish faith have an equivalent person, pinnacle person that is turned to no okay so Depending on what movement you follow in Judaism, okay, it could be Reform, Conservative, or Orthodox. I will tell you, you know, if you're on the spectrum of being more Orthodox, mm-hmm. the Messiah has yet to come. Okay, so Christians believe in that Jesus is the Messiah. Yeah, Orthodox Jews believe we're we're still waiting for the Messiah to come. Okay, um, I I follow Reform Judaism. Okay, so there isn't a Messiah like as a, a as a person but more of an era a messianic era Interesting. so an era of peace where there's no more evil as you would say in the world sure do you find that it would be helpful to have a human person to look up to or do you have a human person to look up to in the Jewish Jewish culture uh, Jewish faith I think, you know, my role models have nothing to do with Judaism. Interesting. You know, they're good people. They're people that I aspire to be like or, you know, I you know, I look up to. Mm-hmm. That has nothing for me that has nothing to do with Judaism. Mm-hmm. Natalie, we are almost done making our avocado <laughs> mango salsa and if you've been watching me do this, um it's been interesting. Uh <laughs> um We've added tomato, we've added mango, we've added red onion, 
we've added avocados. Now we're gonna finish it off with some salt, because why not? And um, some lime juice. Uh, Natalie, we are called Not Everything Sucks. What about religion doesn't suck? So I don't wanna reiterate this too much, but I think for me, the best thing about religion is created a community for me. Um, and to me, that's what you know doesn't suck about religion. It creates that community. It creates that relationships with other people um, that really make it worthwhile. You want to try it? Yeah. All right, let's go. Here you go. Um, <laughs> the salsa broke my chip. <laughs> this is pretty hunky. Like this is you gotta dig in and get your get your claim. Get some mango, some avocado. It's good. Oh, it's not bad. It's, it's actually of... good. I was kind of scared to be honest. Oh no, good. me too. Especially the part it where I may have. Not everything does. <laughs> Get some mango in there. Not everything uh -oh. sucks. I got a lot of stuff on me. Lachaim. <laughs> not everything sucks. We're so glad that we got to explore a little bit about why. Thank y'all.